All right, we're live. Tapping birdie, Masters week. Got my good pal Andy Lack here, coming in hot from the Sades. Um, Andy, how are you tonight? How you doing? I'm absolutely fantastic. It's my probably my favorite week of the year. Obviously, as most people that uh, love and follow golf the way that we do feel the same way. Um, I'm already like feeling a little bit burnt out by Tuesday night and we still have over 24 hours until the tournament starts but I guess that's all part of the uh the content cycle for this week yeah this this is what we sign up for you know (laughs) I'm getting dms from New Zealand radio can you record (laughs) at 11 p.m tonight like I'm like okay like sure like I'm down like I can never say no to New Zealand local radio um I I think this is a thing Stephanie Smalls just dm'd me asking if I wanted to do a quick pod with her and Lisa Ann tomorrow night, like not even bullshitting. So oh, you got to do it. That. Um, we got like three pods tomorrow, but overall it hasn't been too strenuous of a week so far. I still got to focus on my, my real job, but uh, this is kind of like my hour to, uh, to shine. This will be my favorite hour of the prep that goes into uh, Augusta national this week. I would agree. This is probably the thing I've been looking the most forward to in in terms of the various commitments that I have. So like, as we stand now, like Tuesday state of the union, I just, I feel like there's many stages that all of us go through in like our master's preparation. I know that like I've changed my pick like six times in the last 24 hours. And so like, how do you stand on Tuesday night? Like we've been talking a little bit, but like, have you placed your bets? Like, is your betting card complete? Like, are you at the stage where you feel good about your bets? Are you at the stage where you hate all your bets? Like, where are we at? I don't know who's going to win. Like, I straight up, I do not know who is going to win the Masters this year. A lot of people might be tuning in and they'll be like, yay, like Brian, Andy, like they're smart golf guys. Like they probably got the winner. I can personally say, I, I'm not sure who's going to win. I, I really don't know. I'm really not sure anyone I bet on is going to win, but I also don't know who's going to win from the guys I didn't bet on. So I'm, I'm at a pretty tough spot right now. I do not have like a decisive 1000%. This guy is going to win the 2023 masters. Um, I only have two bets in so far. Um, Got some options open, but I, I am not, you know, firmly set on one person winning this week. I know we had some discussions. I know we'll get to it. Where, where do you stand right now? I mean, I bet Rom and hate it. Like I've, okay. I've like reached the point where it's like, I thought that Rom was going to win the masters for like six months. And now I'm at the stage where it's like, he literally has no chance. Like it's going to be like, we're going to cut to Rom on like Friday when it's raining and it's going to be like, Oh, Rom seems really bummed out about the weather. And it's like, Oh yeah. Like we knew the grumpiest guy in the entire field when it's supposed to be pouring rain the entire time. Maybe that irks him a little bit, but yeah, I mean, the the thing that I was happiest the most about, I guess, was that I found something in the th- in the 30-plus range for yeah. Finau on a local because I was like, okay, I bet Rom at plus 950. If I can find, like, somebody, if I can find Finau in the 30s, I have room for that. And so I was able to get that, but that's it. That is the card. It is Tony Finau at 32-1 to 1 and John Rahm at plus 950. I'll be overjoyed if Rory wins. 
seriously, yeah. Kobe has like 50 bucks on that for me as like a, you know, just emotional hedge. But um, yeah, that's where I stand now. I'm like cautiously optimistic about Rom. Yeah. How, how are you feeling? Are you excited for DraftKings this week? Are you planning any pools? Like how's your one and done selection go? I know that this week, you know, no offense or anything might not be your favorite from a DFS perspective when a 30% owned Corey Connors finishes eighth. Like I understand <laughs> that's not like an ideal outcome, but you're still excited for DFS this week. You, you think you got some edge? You think you could win some money? I, I think so. I feel better after talking to Kobe on the DraftKings show that we did last night. Like my thing that I always get in trouble with at the masters is like being too contrarian, but like, you know, there are some guys that like, I am going to play Rory and Rom at whatever ownership they are at, but I'm also going to play like a 3% Matt Fitzpatrick. So like, you know, I'll find my ways to like, and like a, you know, like there are some, you know, other guys that we can get to maybe is like long shots down the board. But I like, I will, I will basically use the same strategy that I have used in the past that, you know, has luckily made me overall still a winning DraftKings player, despite the fact that like, you know, DraftKings is so weird because you can be a winning DraftKings player and lose 85 to 90% of the weeks ever. I've basically just had one or two really, really good weeks, but yeah, I think it's a tournament where I'll be a little bit more than overexposed. I think the big question for me is, do I dabble in that 200 single entry? And it seems like you and John are taking the plunge. So I feel like I kind of have to make the move as well. Yeah. I, I, you, as you know, this year, uh, it's been a little tough for me. So I haven't been investing a lot in DFS, um, I'm losing money in other places and I, I can't really afford to lose even more money on DFS, but I had a good master's week last year. Um, probably my best DraftKings week ever. Um, you know, just play the chalk, you know, just play the good guys. Um, so I have to play again. Like my bookie's hitting me up. Like, he's like, where's the money? Like I got like a lot of things are coming at me, but like, we're still taking the plunge we're still investing into DraftKings this week. Maybe we'll play a couple pools, you know, getting a lot of DMS DMS are literally <laughs> flooded with people. Hey, I have this pool pick eight golfers. And I'm like, I'm, I'm doing it. Like I, I genuinely gave three people like just, it was like two people, eight different tiers, like boom, 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 did them all. So if you want advice for your pool, hit me up. Like I'm down. Like I will help you. Um, with that, because this is a week, as you know, that a lot of people that maybe aren't sweating the 6K range of the Valero Texas Open are like, OK, le sports betting is legalized in my state. Like it's Masters week. Like this is a golf tournament I'll actually watch. College basketball is over. There's really only like baseball and NBA to bet on. Those are two horrible sports. Like a lot of people are going to come and bet on this event. And I think that is great. And I hope that they understand that golf betting is one of the greatest things you can do. It's the best sport to bet on. Generally, overall advice, what would you give to like just kind of like a, a guy maybe bets the majors like that's really it for this week? Like what what would be some overall general advice that, that you think that they could uh, could use? I'd pick one of the three at the top. I would say I would say. I would say do some research, read some articles on John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, 
um, and uh, Scotty Scheffler and determine which one of those you feel the best about and then pick one. Don't pick two. Don't yeah. pick all three. Pick yeah. one and then maybe add one name farther down the board that you're interested in. Um, but I think that there is like a 100% chance that two out of those three players are going to be at least in the mix with a chance on Sunday. Of course, your guess is as good as mine. Whose it is for yeah. me. I, I, I'm rolling with Rom slightly over Rory, obviously like fading Scotty Scheffler. You're stepping in front of a freight train. Of course he has a good chance to win. Um, but that's probably what I would say to a casual better. Yeah. I kind of want to ask you though, like what is like the ideal scenario for golf this week? Like not what is the ideal scenario for the PGA tour? Not what's the ideal scenario for live. Like what is like the best like outcome for golf? Rory winning, like not even a question at all. <laughs> Rory winning the masters. And I know that, like maybe I have had some different opinions on Rory. Like I, th there are very few times in golf where someone winning an event would make me happy if I didn't have money on them. Like yeah. I would really, really love to see Rory McIlroy win the masters this week. Like I am hoping that happens if I do not hit an outright bet, which I probably won't just to be completely honest. So I think that is the best outcome for golf, not because he's the face of the PGA Tour and Liv just emerged. Uh, the guy deserves a win at Augusta. He deserves to um, win the career Grand Slam. However, golf does not really work that way, and there have been a lot of great players in history that have been perfect for this place and have not won Greg Norman, Ernie Els, and there's they were talking about it on the no laying up pod. I'm not in the interest of stealing any takes, but there always seems to be one golfer in every generation that just can't get it done at Augusta. I am hoping that Rory can write the ship this week and get it done. Uh, do you think this is best chance to win in the past five years? I do. I like his lead. I trust his lead in form more than I have trusted his lead in form in past masters. Yeah. I think this is some of the best golf that he has played of his career. Um, I know some people were saying, why is he tinkering with his driver? Why is he tinkering with his putter? It's like, dude, did you see the way that he drove the ball in Austin? Like, did you see the way that he putted in Austin too? Like, I think that he feels pretty good about his game. And to me, it's all about getting off to a hot start. I mean, the weather makes things so unpredictable this week. Like, I don't know if we are going to get golf in the rain. I don't know if we are going to get delays and a Monday, Tuesday finish. Like, I don't know what we are going to be watching, but if you put a gun to my head and we're like, give me one take about what is going to happen, I would be like, okay, it's going to be wet. Right. Like that's the one thing that I can say. And like, I think about some of Rory's most iconic wins, whether it be congressional or even Valhalla, a lot of his, like a lot of those a lot of those early quail hollow wins too. Um, they are on wet golf courses where it turns into a contest of who can carry the ball the farthest and who can hit their long irons, their hot, the highest and get them to stop on a green. And the answer to those questions is, is still, you know, a decade later, Rory McIlroy. So um, I feel great about his chances as ever, but like 
I don't know. I'm with you. I think that I thought about it a lot and I was like, is the best scenario Rory battling some live guy down the stretch? And it's like, I don't even know if I think we so overrate, like an article came out that the broadcasters aren't even going to like acknowledge live storylines. Like yeah. the half the people that are watching the masters even know that DJ left. Like yeah. I, I, I think really what you're looking for is Rory Spieth, Rory Rom. And it's close. And it's not like the players like Scheffler. Yeah, because I've watched a lot of Masters final rounds. They're not all extremely exciting all of the time. There have been a lot of just, there have been a lot of great finishes, of course, but there have been a lot of very boring finishes where someone just kind of ran away with it. And there's even been some finishes where a random person that not a lot of people know won. So all I am rooting for this week is an interesting back nine on Sunday. We were robbed of it last year. Um, I vividly remember Friday night being had a couple drinks, left work, and Scheffler was just absolutely putting everything to three feet, and he was up by like seven on Friday. I was like, yeah, I think this is over, which really ruins the whole appeal and the whole interest of it's Masters weekend. I'm not going to do anything today, but watch the Masters. And that's what a lot of people want. And Sunday was close for about one hole. And then Scotty chipped in and Kemp Smith made a bogey. And it was like, okay, this is over. So the best thing for golf this week is a good Sunday and a good finish or Monday. Because if you're not a degenerate gambler like Andy and I, you're probably not on Augusta Windfinder, um, you know, looking at the super forecast, trying to get everything going. Um, Saturday, it is going to yeah. torrentially downpour basically all day. It is going to pour all day long. Um, Sunday looks fine. Thursday looks fine. Friday, there's rain, but it's light rain. But I believe there is some lightning in the forecast during the middle of the day. I do not have it memorized off the top of my head, but that's what I'm going with. So if you are tuning into the Masters this week, do not be surprised if there are delays. Do not be surprised if you get to the pub or bar on Saturday and there's no golf on because there is a very good chance that this is the first Monday finish at the Masters since 1983. So it's troubling for sure. And I, I do think that I would not want Fred Ridley's job right now. Yeah. And it's a nightmare for CBS yeah. too, if it's a Monday finish. So one thing I was thinking about and talking about with Rick this morning is like they are really against from a tradition standpoint going off in threesomes, right? Yeah. We talked about that too. And it's like, are, are they going to compromise things like that? Like, how is this going to play out? Are they going to do preferred lies? Like what type of tournament is this going to look like? Um, and I, you know, I think there are a ton of interesting narratives. Like we're, 15 minutes into the podcast and we haven't mentioned tiger yet. Right. Like yeah. there's a ton of stuff that is kind of brewing on the periphery. I still think people that really follow golf are very curious about the live guys. Yeah. Like I, I, I am very interested to see how the live players perform. It's huge for them and it's huge yeah. for their brand and it's huge for them going forward. There's just no doubt about it. Yeah, if they if they find themselves into the mix, was Crooked Cat the ultimate comp course that we were looking for yeah. in terms of preparation with its grainy Bermuda greens um, and its different, its interesting, different uh, 
weeds that we saw over there. So, yeah, I mean, I think there are a lot of things to talk about. Um, but yeah, what do you want to do? Odds board draft? Yeah, like, yeah we'll, we'll get it. We'll get into We'll We'll talk about the big three, uh, the hottest man in golf, the reigning masters champion, uh, follower of Christ. Um, <laughs> Scotty Scheffler is eight to one. Um, feels like no one can beat him in the world. Look, I'm going out on a limb here. Scotty's not winning this week. No chance. I've been saying Scotty Scheffler has no chance to win the Masters. Scotty Scheffler has no chance to win the Masters this week. This is what you come into TIB for. He has no chance. He's not winning this tournament. It's not happening. And I know we don't want it to happen for like golf reasons, but it's just not happening. And if he does, if he does win, in my opinion, he is the best golfer to come on the scene since Rory. Like, I think he's better mm-hmm. than Spieth, like when he came on this, to, but I, that's not going to happen. We're, we're doing stats. We're doing trends. Defending Masters Champions results in like the year after they won. Decky T14, DJ miscut, Tiger T38, Reed T36, Garcia miscut, Willett miscut, Spieth T2, should have won, blew it. Evidence how you can't go back to back. Bubba T38, Scott T14, Bubba T50, Charles T50. No one else finished in the top 10. Yeah. I don't even think it's like like the media obligations and like the champions dinner, like it's just not going to happen. Like, I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Scotty is not winning this week. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. He's not winning. I, there's just zero chance. I used him in one and done even more of a reason. He's not going to win. So he's not winning. He, he, he has the least likelihood of winning of the big three. And he's like, like, who do you think's the more, obvious pick is it Scheffler or Rory I think it's Scheffler like yeah I, ge- like, I genuinely think people like, are like yo like like yeah don't overthink over this one yeah. Yeah. yeah like he's the best and like he's even like for like you you look at the numbers and it's like his strokes it's like he's, he's playing unbelievable like he's playing better than he was last year but yeah. yeah I just crossed him off immediately because I said look this has happened three times in a tournament that's been around for 80 years. I understand that he's great and all that, but uh, it's going to be a hard no for me. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm just not doing it. The people that have repeated are the two greatest golfers of all time. And Nick Faldo. I would say Faldo is like a top three masters player of all time, but like, he's like one of the best, like Augusta player um, of all time. So I'm out on him. Um, We talked about Rory, you know, I, I think we'll both be very happy if Rory wins. Like, I think he has a really good shot. Are you He's playing good. him on DraftKings? Yeah, I'm going to. Like, he okay. is, I'm going to play him at the top of those three. Um, Again, like, I just have – I don't really have concerns about Ron that are, like, real golf concerns. But, like, I just – I'm just a little worried about Ron. But Rory's so my guy like, at the top. you like Rory more than Ron? Yes, for okay. sure. Yeah. Um, I just think, again, we. T- I think this is his best chance to win – um, he's played 81 holes in the past two weeks at this event. The driver's great. The putter's great. The damp golf course. He's like, I, I, I would be worried about his chances if he doesn't really, really, really contend this week. I really would. And, you know, it's everyone talks about, you know, the slow start. He's going to shoot a 74 on Thursday. He was in the top two of the past three majors. He was second after the first round at the open he was second at after the first round at the U.S. Open, and he was the first round leader at the PGA. It's been the later rounds. I, I really do think Rory can win this week. I really want him to, uh, and he's my favorite person at the top. 
Yeah. He's got to get off to a hot start, as you said. Um, I think that if we get a situation where there are delays and players aren't necessarily having to play in like disgusting rain, but they just get like hot and muggy and wet conditions. I think that plays into his hands perfectly. Um, I just, they just put him at seven and didn't freaking move him. Yeah. Like I, I, it's just, you know what I mean? Like I just, um, it was hard to, I think the margins, the margins for me statistically between Rory and Rom were like very tiny. And I just said, man, the plus 950 versus the seven, I'll just bet Rom because I'll be so happy if Rory wins yeah. anyway. Um, but yeah, like for me, it's like, it is a coin flip between Rory and Rom in terms of who has the best chance to win this event. So I, I know that you thought like Rom was your pick for a while before he, you know, won every single event. <laughs> um, and now he's, you know, nine and a half to one. I, I think you got in on that number. You could get him at that number. You could boost it on DraftKings to like 11, but you could only get 50 bucks down. Um, what is your case for John Rom winning this week? Again, after Thursday at API, um, I bet a hundred grand on him to win a major this year. I don't know if you, if anyone saw that tweet, like I was like, yeah, I, after that round, it's like, what, what can he lose? He's going to be like four to one to win the masters. Um, but he hasn't been particularly great. I, I don't think that is really that big a deal. Like his last few starts, he was in the hardest group at the match play. Um, you know, who knows what he could have done at the players. So I, I don't think the, the quote unquote bad recent form. I don't really think anyone saying that it is really a, a, an issue at all. Yeah. The case for Rom is that Augusta national was built for him. Yeah. I mean, he is this year. He has probably been the most well-rounded player in golf. He's the only player on tour to be ranked top 30 in all four major strokes gained categories. That is like some truly provocative stuff. Like Rory did that last year and it was like, okay, this is why Rory, in my opinion, has elevated his game and is the best player in the world. Like the reason why Rom didn't have the season that many people hoped for last year was his iron play and his short game. And honestly, his putting at times, like he was just way more volatile. And this year, He's cleaned up the short game. He's had incredible iron weeks where he's gaining like 10 strokes, 11 strokes on approach to win at Riviera, right? His putter's been super hot. Like everything has been working for him in conjunction at different times. Um, and like, again, all of the reasons why we like Rory on a wet golf course, like Rom hits the ball nearly just as far. Rom hits the ball nearly just as high. Rom Best long iron like, player in the world. Rom is statistically a better long iron player than Rory. Rom's short game has been really good this year, right? Like he's putted well at Augusta before. So I think that like those are all of the pros for Rom. And the negative would be I like kind of like you mentioned, like I think there's a trend of like you have to have a top five in your last three stroke play starts. What Maybe he does have that. He I don't think, I, I think it's like a just two. top 30 in last two starts. Okay. Stroke play. Well, yeah. So he has, if you're not counting the that. WD, I think yeah. before, I think before API, did he win Riviera? Was that his last, yeah. his most recent start? I guess so. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, you I mean you, he's won five times in his last 13, yeah. I think when you date back to the end of the fall. So, yeah, I mean, I think he has, as good of chance as any, we talked about this 
earlier last week where I was like, they have to drop him to 12. I was wrong about that. So I just ate the plus 950. Yeah. No, I I really like it. I I think that he's going to play well this week. Um, I don't think he's like being like overlooked. Like I I don't think he's like sneaking up on anyone, but I do think it's a good bet. And I I know you talked about it. Like I think uh, Kapalua is probably like the best cop you're going to get. He, he just obliterated that golf course. Um, So yeah, I, I like Rom next guy. Um, Jordan Spieth, I think collectively, like just from like people that like know ball and like bet on golf, like I don't think Jordan Spieth 18 to one to win the masters is a good number. Like, I I just don't think it is a good number. Um, obviously has the history here. Um, I just wish he contended more. I mean, the ball, the ball striking has been unbelievable. Like he's really, really been hitting the ball great. And it's kind of weird to see, like I remember watching an API because, you know, everyone has their idea of golfers in their head. And Jordan Spieth is not like, this guy's the best ball striker in the world. Like no one like thinks that they think about putting and chipping, but to see him, you know, absolutely pipe the ball off the tee and be dialed with his irons, like even at, um Valspar was just hitting the ball really really great and then to see him miss these putts it's like this is like the inverse of what I think about him so I do think that he is that going for him I, I would rather him being hitting the ball excellent and be kind of poor with the putter than the other way around but I can't get there at 18 to 1 um I think I'll have a good week I, I just struggled to see him winning this week yeah. and I'm not going to get there at 18 to 1 it's a no for me. It's a no in DraftKings too. Would you play him in DraftKings? No. I just think that he's going to be 20% and and it's going to be a hard pass for me. I think there are other guys in the nines that I like a lot better. So yeah, easy cross off for me. We can And also move just right like past him. trend yeah. um like usually you can't miss the ma- you can't miss the cut in your last master start before you win. So it can't happen because there you go. of the trend. So like that's that's an easy cross <laughs> done. Yeah. Um last year like um I, I think you were a big part of this cuz you're a very persuasive and smart person and that JT was a very popular yeah. bet last year. We bet him at 14 to 1. Which looking back on it and like like Scotty was 16 like I've that made was worse. a tough number. Yeah. That was I... a tough bet at 14. Regardless, <laughs> it's in the past. He he finished top 10 like he was in it. Um <laughs> all week are you surprised like his odds haven't moved at all like he's been like considerably poor this year now if you look at his stats yeah he's finished top 20 a bunch like justin thomas is a two-time major one he's won like 20 times on the pga tour like he's considered a top seven player in the world like he needs to do better than that and going into the masters last year he was just like top fiving every single event and the strokes gain were just unbelievable. He doesn't have that this year, but there's no drift on him. Do the books know something? Yeah, that's a good point that the number has not moved. Um, I want to look at some like offshore markets and like, have you been like looking at bookmaker at all? Like, I'm curious about like where he's at there. You know I what think I mean? He's about, like, I think it's about the same. About the same. Yeah. Um, I, my thing for Justin Thomas, I'm very intrigued in DraftKings, although I don't think he's like sneaking up on people the way that people think. Like, I don't think he's going to be sub 10% on DraftKings. I think he'll be between 10 and 15%. Um, I've bet him at the Masters, I think, each of the last four or five years. I think as long as I've been betting golf, I still love the fact that he has bones on the yeah. bag. Like, I, I, I still think that he has the skill set that is required he like 
maybe has the best short game in the world, like yeah. underratedly. Um, his irons have not been up to his standards though. Um, and his putt and he can't putt for shit right now. Yeah. Um, and there are more important things at the masters and putting, but like, it's been such an issue with JT this year that, um, I just don't think that he's at the level of the big three. Yep. And if I'm going to invest in somebody that's not the big three, it would have been Xander Finau or Cantlay. Yeah. And, and I don't, I do not say this about everyone. Like I'm a little scared of JT. Like I, I could see it being like, everyone kind of forgot about this guy. Yeah. And like, he comes out and plays really well. Um, He's still, you know, only wins big events, but I, I just, I'm a little scared of him, but I'm, I'm good one and done pick. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like maybe like you want to get some leverage in your office pool, like hit up JT, like no one's going to be on him. Like Nancy and accounting, like they're not touching JT. They looked at the strokes gain number, like they're out. Um, next guy, I know you have. Like, I think I'm gonna bet him again. Like, I think I'm gonna bet him. Like, it just feel like it doesn't feel good. But I, I was talking with with a friend before, and like, it's almost like I wouldn't be surprised if he misses the cut and like doesn't play well. So I won't be upset if that happens. Does that make any sense? Yeah, like all the like, time. I, like Patrick Cantley, he's playing some really, really good golf. Second in strokes gain, tee to green over the last 24 rounds. The guy has found something with his new equipment. Um, he has kind of that lead in form that JT had last year, where he just seems to be contending um, every single week. Third at Genesis, fourth at API, top 20 at the players, made it out of his group. Um, at the match play, the strokes gain off the T numbers are berserk. Um, you know, Caves Valley, that there was rain, like boom, <laughs> like all right, fine. Um, like I like Cantley. I think Cantley's gonna play well. Totally, this is just like a friend conversation. What did you think about his no laying up interview? I thought it was extremely awkward. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I'm pretty like you know, to be honest with you, it's funny. Like I I, uh, I haven't really talked about my bifurcation takes on a podcast, yeah. uh, which don't worry, I'm not going to go into it now, but I thought some of her, his takes were like outwardly stupid, to be honest with you. I thought like, again, like not to, not to steal any takes, like, I don't want to trademark this, but Tron said it well after when he was like, I think Cantlay was mixing setup with architecture on some of his bifurcation takes. So I, I did think it was a strange interview. He did have some smart things to say about yeah. Augusta that like I agreed with wholeheartedly yeah. like that it from a player's perspective, like this is way more of just the strategy is evolving into just hit driver as hard as you can on every hole. That's what I was seeing as well. Um, but like, Cantlay's probably the guy that I would feel the most pain if he won because he was the closest that I was to betting and I'm not going to do it. Um, I think he's too good of a player to not win at this course. I think he's too good of a player to not figure out his lack of success in majors did not have room on my card from a responsible betting standpoint, yep. but I am in on Cantlay. I'm like Playing in, in on DFS, him on DraftKings. Like he's going to play it, well. It might be like as a hedge, like my okay. number one, one and done in the league that I do have a chance in. Okay. So like I fully endorse the bet. Like, let me ask you this, like Cantlay or Xander, like who has a better chance to win? 
I would say Cantley just because he's playing a little bit better. But yeah, I, I and Xander has that weird similarly. thing off the tee. But yeah. I also worry about again, like I'm not going to just say he's the greatest player in the entire world. I worry about Cantley because I feel like he only wins on Northeast bent courses, like in the summer. Yeah, those are his last three wins. Like genuinely, um, he won at Memorial, which he shouldn't have won. Like John Rahm got COVID. Like his past two, like his last two wins, and I mean he won the the team event, but. Like he's just won the BMW championship in the Northeast on Ben courses. Like that's just like what he's done. Um, I think Cantley's a guy that every year at the players and every year at the masters, people are going to be like, Cantley's a good play. He makes all the sense in the world. I'm going to bet him and he's going to continue to disappoint. I'm hoping that changes this week. I'm hoping he, that he turns the corner a little bit, but I know after the PGA things kind of reached a fever pitch with this guy sucks in majors. Yeah, um, I, he lost to some PGA professionals, um, not like like PGA tour players, like guys that like teach golf for a living. Um, and then he really turned it around and played really well at the U.S. Open and the Open Championship. So I, I do think he has a chance. I'm betting him. You know, it's not my favorite bet in the entire world, but I, I feel good about it. Um, it's fine. The next guy, you got a really good number on him. He's in the 30s. He's still at 25. You can get that Tony Finau three wins um, in the past, whatever, six or so months. Um, played in the final group with Tiger in 2019, um, playing some really good golf. And he, he's your second guy that you're, you're wagering on this week. Yeah. I feel like people are like, don't not that again, Finau is not sneaking up on anybody. His DraftKings ownership looks like fairly high. I think he's like at a fair price at, uh, $8,900. But, um, this is a guy that, I think is still playing incredible golf. Like I don't like, I know that the there's been win regression where he's not winning at the same rate that he was at the end of last year, where he piled up three wins and, you know, eight or nine starts. He hasn't finished outside of the top 25 in like eight starts this year. Yeah. I think Augusta is a perfect golf course for him. He's finished in the top 10 here. I think three out of his last five starts in Augusta. Um, good long iron player hits the ball a long way off the tee, trust his short game. Actually, these are like the types of greens that you want him on, and he's putted really well at Augusta in the past. I just thought of – I and I don't think you can play like the, this guy can't close a golf tournament anymore. I know he hasn't closed a major, um, but like if Tony Finau, Patrick Cantlay, and Xander Shoffley are in the mix down the stretch, like that's a toss-up. Like, yeah. and maybe it's Finau that I feel best about. Like, I don't know, but like of all these guys, like Finau winning three times in his last nine starts, like, you know, I do, do I feel better about Finau's chances on Sunday down the stretch than like Jason days, like Cameron Young's like Xander can't all these guys. They're like, all losers. It's, They're all yeah, losers. it's like, it's like choose any of them. Hovland, Zalatoris, Sungjae, like so choose them all. Yeah. Betting this week because I'm going through it. And it's like, if you're not betting any of the big three and it's easy to cross off the guys in the chart, like it's easy to just kind of be like, I don't think they can win the masters. Like, it's easy to have that sentiment about a lot of guys. And I have like room for like one guy, like 25 and like, I like, I don't love, like I like Xander. It feels like a safe play. Like obviously like almost won the deck a year, like played really well there. Um, Obviously has been unbelievable in majors. Um, I thought he was playing better golf. Like the, the results haven't been like astounding. Like they haven't been unbelievable. 
Um, like I, I don't know if this is exactly the lead in form like I'm totally looking for. Obviously, the off can tee, off the tee concerns in his last two starts, um, losing three and then losing 3.6. I don't really know what's up um with that. I'm not really sure what, what's going on there. But like he would be kind of my other guy, or like Colin, but Colin too, like and you know, Adam kind of like because I was talking about Colin. He was talking about Colin. I'm like, if a place where everyone can hit the fairway and there's a lot of long irons and you have to be good around the green, that doesn't really scream Colin. I want Colin at a place where like hitting a fairway is at a premium. Like there's a lot of like, like short to like mid irons and like it's kind of low score, like kind of like medium scoring where you don't have to have an amazing short game. So that's why I'm kind of out on Colin. But at the same time, like he looked like the best player in the world at Kapalua, which is kind of similar for like the majority of the tournament. So I'm kind of having a hard time grappling with that. Obviously finished fifth place here last year. Like I know, like take your bias aside, like who do you like better out of those two? Because Colin's played better this year than Xander Shoffley. Like there, I don't I think really that's really a debate. It really comes down to course fit. I, I do like Xander more. And I, I think I'm being unbiased about it just because I think that, Collins short game and putter is so volatile right now. And you're right. What Augusta does is it takes away one of what Collins biggest weapons is, which is the ability to drive the ball in play. And I think about like, can I envision a super rain soaked golf course and like Colin Morikawa winning? Like maybe, but it it just it just feels to me like there are better spots, there are better opportunities for him. Yeah. I'm thinking of LA Country Club. Um, you know, I'm think I, I'm I'm thinking of you're right, like places like Harbortown and Colonial, these courses that feel like they were built for him, and like even Harding Park was m- so much more of a shorter positional PGA championship Harding park was like under 7,200 yards. Right. And this course could play 8,000 yards. Yeah. Okay. So like that, that is my concern with Colin. Um, if he is the guy, like who has lower ownership to you, Colin or Homa? Like who, like, like who comes in lower? Um, I would say, I don't know. It's hard to say because yeah. I think conventional wisdom would be that Homa has no history here and he has no history in the majors and like, he's not going to play well, but at the same time, he's had an unbelievable season and he's really freaking good at golf. And he's kind of moved into that top 10 player in the world category. Um, but at the same time, Colin has two majors. Um, but I don't know if people are going to be like, oh, he's not a good course fit because like everyone's hitting the fairways. Like, I think it will be pretty close because I think people really like to play Homa right now on Rick Run Good. Shout out Collins 15 and Homa is what 11 or 12 at 11. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty close. I, I do think it's pretty close. But of the guys I'm considering, I'm not considering Homa. I'm not considering DJ, but I did bet Jason Day 50 to one. Like good it wasn't really that long ago. I just got a really good number on it. Um, he's currently at 28, which I don't think is ridiculous. I think 22 is ridiculous. I know it sounds dumb. It's only six points. Like 28, 30, like I think is pretty fair on Jason Day. 
Um, he's obviously been playing really, really, really great golf. Seventh in total strokes gained um, in this field over the last 50 rounds. Like he just doesn't have the truly in contention um, rounds that I'm like really would want. That's kind of my only downside is he hasn't truly been in contention, but seventh at the farmers, fifth at waste, ninth at Genesis, 10th at API, 19th at the players was three up on Scotty Scheffler at the match play. Um, four top tens, three top fives at this event. Um, and we always talk about how important around the green game is. He is literally top three on tour, short game around the yeah. green, excellent putter. And he was piping it. Like I was, kind of, I wish I was like, Oh, he's like 15th in driving distance. He's not okay. I test. He's long off the tee. Like whatever. <laughs> what do you want me to say? He was piping it at a match play. Um, great par five score. I condone a Jason day 28 to one this week. I'll be playing him in DraftKings. I think he's a fucking shoe in for a T seven finish. Like he, I really like Jason day first round leader, top 10, top 20, like winning would be a big ask. He's going to finish T seven. Like he will finish in the top 10. I really like day this week. Yeah. I mean, you just have a great number. Like I, all of my opportunities to bet Jason day this week, like the, the best I ever saw was 25, which was going to be a no for me. I think my buy number on him would be like 33. Um, but like, I think it would like numbers wise, it was really close between him and Finau. Um, they're really close in DraftKings pricing. Like that's a decision you'll have to make, but like, yeah, has Jason Day done everything that your person that you would be looking for in terms of a Masters champion leading in except winning? Like he absolutely has. He has the course history. He has the short game. He has the driving. He has the long iron. So yeah, I think at fifty to one, I'm not a huge futures guy, but you have a pretty good, yeah. pretty good wager in there. Yeah, um, I-, I think we're going to be all out on these guys. Cam Smith, I'm out on. Something's up with his wrist. KVV is reporting on it. He's finishing T35 at Live Tucson. Like, I'm just out. Like, it's a good yeah. number. Like, I- he's just not winning. Like, I just, I don't care. Like, if he was absolutely destroying the Live Tour, I would consider it. He's not. Cam Young, he's not winning. Zero chance. No Cam chance. Young is not winning the Masters. He's just not. Like, there's, it's not going to happen. No chance. Hector Hovland, no chance. No chance. Zero chance. No, zero Three chance. Guys, zero chance. Literally. Literally, no Victor Hovland's not winning the Masters in those fucking outfits. There's no way. <laughs> no, I, I've been loving. I've been seeing a lot of people with, like, they're not winning. Like, like these are why they're not winning. Like, these are the You kind of invented that. I, I didn't want to fucking say it. I fucking invented it. I love it, though, because it's fun to say someone has fucking zero chance to win a golf tournament. And, like, usually you're right. Like, it's really hard to, like, be wrong on that. But what I've been doing is – so I write my thoughts about every single golfer, like, below 70 to 1 for golf tournaments. Uh-huh. And so when – if they win, I can't be like, oh, I was going to bet him. Or, like, like I want to yeah. have a take on everyone. Yeah. Taylor Moore, I said not a good course fit. I don't know why I said that. Like, I'm not sure how I came to that conclusion. <laughs> and then Sam Burns, I like I just said like 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 I didn't say can't win. Because usually my default is can't win. Like last yeah. week I said Corey Connors can't win. I was yeah. wrong. Like you got. <laughs> um, but yeah, those guys can't win. Brooks, I think he can contend. I don't think he can win. Like he looks good. I think 44 is like about what he should be i think maybe like 45 to 50 
I think he can stand. I don't think he could win. Burns out on Sunjay. I Ooh. think Sunjay has a shot. I think Brooks has no shot. I'm so out on Cricket Cat and the Master Blasters. <laughs> he has no fucking shot. Love None. it. No shot. <laughs> I, no shot. I, I like, I'd be shocked if Brooks made the cut. Shocked. No, he'll make the cut, Andy. You think? I ha- like. It's I so easy. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just. I'm just getting aggressive. It's you know. It's Tuesday night. We're running out of takes. I got to go somewhere. Um, <laughs> Brooks yeah. No. Brooks will, parlay. Yeah. Brooks miscut parlay. Like I think Sung Jay is a. I just. I mean, I don't want to say he's a good DraftKings play because, like, I actually think yeah. Hideki or Zalatoris at their ownership is better. But I do like like Sung Jay at like a bird's eye view to play yeah. well this week. And I- I really think Sanjay is like a great pool play. Like I yeah. think Sanjay is a great top 10. He's a great top 20 bet. Sanjay is going to be in the mix this week. The dude fucks here. There's just guys that's fucking Augusta national camp fucking champ plays well here. Like Sanjay M second to DJ first round leader last year. Um, I see some people betting in first round leader. He's not going to go back to back first round leader. It does not work that way. Also Rose first round leader. He did it too recently. Um, First round leader model will be out tomorrow. Um, the f- so I write for Odd Checker. I have to bet two guys, and I don't like it's on a week like this. Like it's important who I bet. Like I'm not like just going out on a whim like Sunday. Right. Like, All right, like I'll just write up this guy. Like I'm writing up a guy that I'm going to bet, and I wrote up Jason Day. I had the future, so that was easy. And I'm like looking, and I'm like, yo, like I'm. Like, I'm just betting Will Zalatoris at 45 to 1. This is an absolutely ridiculous price. This is an aggressive overreaction by the market and everyone. This is a guy who was three collective strokes from winning two major championships last year and that has finished runner-up and sixth place at this event. Yes, he was in better form those years, but... Much like Brooks in 2018, 2019, the guy shows up at major championships. And I know he has the back issue. He finished T4 at Genesis two months ago. Like, he made the cut at these two events. Like, he putted horribly. He puts well at Augusta. He does not have to go super low. This is a complete misprice. This is a complete overreaction because he missed a three-foot putt at the match play and it went viral. You know who else missed a four foot putt to go into the finals? Scotty Scheffler, the number one player in the world. Like this is a gross overreaction. I love Zalatoris this week. I love him top 10. I love him top 20. I love him in your pools. 45 to one is a joke. It is an absolute joke. Bet on Will Zalatoris to win this week. It's my favorite bet Um, on the board. I just, I just don't understand this price. And in a week where there's not a lot of value, I will gladly take the value on Willie Z. Yeah, he's incredibly dangerous. I would say that either him or Hideki is a lock to be on my single entry team. I think both of them are being under owned compared to what they should be, in my opinion. And yeah, Will Zalatoris is a guy that essentially has been over the past year and a half the best major championship player. I guess you can throw Rory into that mix. And like you talked about, like there was no universe three months ago where Zalatoris was 45 to one. And it's like, the thing that's interesting is like, everyone's like, Oh, Rom sneaking up on people. Maybe it's JT that's sneaking up on people. No, it's like Zalatoris is like 
Zalatoris is the guy that's like double what his price was thought to be and no one's still betting him. So like that is the guy that actually is. That's the guy that honestly, the most people, if he has the lead on Sunday on the back nine, the most golf bettors probably will be like, oh, I'm the biggest fucking idiot in the world. Yeah. And it just came out today that he had a stomach bug at match play. Like he had a stomach bug and like lost like yeah. six pounds and he's totally fine again. He was boozing. I love that. I love it. He's like, I'm eating fast food and boozing. Like, yes, Wilsey. And like, there were takes like, oh, like Wilsey doesn't look like he wants to be out there. Yeah, he was sick. Like it wasn't like he withdrew because of his back. Um, I'm, I'm all in on Willie Z. Um, Cantley, Day, Willie Z. Those are my outright bets. I have to pick another guy. I don't know who to pick. Um, that's, I'm just gonna have to worry about that. Um, out of kind of this above 55 to one, who do you like the best? Lowry, Rose, Fleetwood out of those, you know, just kind Rose, of Rose. For sure. Uh, the, the ownership's a little concerning, yeah. but like, I, I think Rose, like not a first round leader guy. That's a good first round leader bet though. Um, <laughs> that's a good top 10 bet. Um, I like Justin Rose probably the most out of that group, I would say. Can't yeah, win, I, but... I I think yeah, I think Justin Rose is a great player. There's a lot of vets that just fuck here. He's a vet yeah. that fucks here, and he's playing really great. Um, I, I like Rose, um, as well. I know you talked about it with Kobe. I, I listened. I really like Minwoo this week. Oh, I really like Minwoo first round leader. That is a play. I really like Minwoo top twenty. This is a guy who played just played in the final group of the players. He played well here last year. He's super long. Off the tee, I think that's going to be very important this week. I really like Minwoo. Um, again, in an event where it's a lot easier to make the cut, um, plus money, top 20, I like that. I think he gets out to a hot start. You know, most people are not, you know, playing DFF. Like, I'm sure he's going to be high on. I, 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 I'm in on Minwoo. He I, might, I, yeah, I'm so confused about what his ownership will be. Like, he's projected high. But like, is Min Woo really going to be thirteen percent in the Millie Maker at the Masters? Like, I like, that, or, yeah. or just like the casual people that like play, de- like they probably do not know who Min Woo is. Like, generally. yeah, yeah. So his ownership, like, on all the projections I'm seeing are like thirteen percent. Like, that may end up being incorrect. Like, I just think I just went with like I think Kurt Kitayama does everything that Min Woo I does. Kate. I love Kurt yeah. as well. I yeah, well. I just First think he is such a top good... 10, top 20. I'm playing him yeah. in the Hundo Yep, yep. Yeah. I think uh, Kurt Kurt is my guy. So, yeah, anyway. Um, I'm in on Kurt um, as well. Again, this guy does well in big dick events. Um, second at Scottish Open, second at the CJ Cup, one API, elite off the tee, um, has Bryson's caddy on him. We all know how Bryson has played here. Excellent. He's always played really well. So he has that kind of caddy thing going. I'm in on him as well. Um, I know I've come around on this hundred percent tiger will finish in the top 30 this week. I have Ooh. zero doubt in my mind. Like I really have, I mean, the guy finished 40th last year in much worse shape. He looked fine at the Genesis. Like of all the major venues, this will be his best finish. I don't think that is a hot take, but I am not in the interest of fading tiger or like betting him like i i I think tiger will finish in the top 30 like without a doubt 
Yeah, I'm probably closer to like I'm comfortable saying that he'll make the cut. Like yep. again, I just think if they have to play through rain, yep. like I, I just have very many concerns about like a situation where like it is I just his footwork with the wetness and 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 the hills and stuff like that. And and that would be my biggest concern. But like, yeah, I think that Tiger is going to do what Tiger has been doing at these major championships, which is like impressively making the cut for where he is at physically, but there's no chance in hell that he can win. If you want, if you are betting Tiger will make a hole in one on the fourth hole or the sixth hole or like any of those bets, like though you are just literally lighting money on fire. Like he's like the only bettable thing on Tiger, in my opinion is like, Minus 150 to make the cuts fine. I don't know what the top 20 number is, but like if you're a little higher on him than me, you can bet him top 20. I, I don't even think he can finish in the top 10. Yeah. I, I, we, we shall see. Um, but I, I, I hope he plays well. Um, I haven't, you know, I think Tiger has like a different relationship to a lot of people. Like when he was winning all these events, like I wasn't like into golf. Like I wasn't like watching yeah. the Valera Texas Open. So like I've never really had that like attachment to him. But watching him at the Genesis like changed everything. Like for me, like him like birdieing those final three holes, like it was just magical. And like I don't really know how much time I'm gonna have left to do that. Um, I'm surprised by his pairing, like Hovlin and Xander. Yeah. Like, they just I, played it safe, like overall. Like, even the live guys aren't really in any interesting. There's yeah. no really like provocative. It's pairing. It's hilarious this year. because yeah. we we I I don't know about you. I couldn't put a reason why how they pair the live people works. It just works, and that's why the Masters is the best fucking organization in the world. Yeah. Okay. That's a that that's I take that back. That is an erroneous statement. Um, that is not very forward thinking of me. So I take that back. But they do things right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They play like, the game. That, they know how to play the game. Like and yeah. I, but like looking at who they're pairing with, it's like oh that works. That's not controversial. But like if I had to do that, I couldn't do it. Yeah. No. They took the easy way out on a lot of these live guys. Like they even kind of just like. I'm surprised they like, they've kind of just put Phil in the garbage can this week. Like they put Cam Smith, I think in like Cam Smith and DJ both in like uninspiring, like kind of safe pairings. Um, nothing crazy. Like they, well, I guess they can't do chef or Rory and Rom together. Cause chef has to play yeah. with like the amateur. And the masters usually whatever, doesn't have but... like the big pairings. Like the no, other. Majors, no. but it was just interesting to me because Tiger returning last year was such a bigger deal, and he was paired with Neiman and Louis. Yeah, and like now, like it was just odd, like from last year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I do think he will, he will have some magic, and and he will do something, um, fun this week. I know we talked about Kurt. You like Thieg's? I like Thieg's. Yeah. DraftKings play. Like if we're now in the range of like, this guy can't win, but like zero, he can, zero chance. I would, I would love if Sahith was relevant, but I don't think he could win. Um, but like my favorite guys of like guys that can't win this tournament, but great top 20 plays, great DraftKings plays, Sahith, Kurt, Mito. You're in on Mito. Oh, Gooch too. Fuck Gooch. yeah, Gooch. Yeah. Those are your guys. Like, yeah. Again. Mito, Gooch, Sahith, Kurt. 
Like those guys are going to like finish T17 this week. So thank me later with your DraftKings lineups. Yeah. I, I, I like those guys. Uh, I also like Fox. Yeah. Um, well, you're going won. on New Zealand radio. So you sure you don't want to yeah, save it? I'm talking. <laughs> no, well, like I'm not even capping. Like he won the Dunhill championship at St. Andrews and it like legitimately poured all week. It was like disgusting Ooh, weather. I like um, that. So strokes gain rain, strokes gain long <laughs> off the tee. Strokes gain random Euro that plays well at the Masters. Brian Fox, Fox. is yeah. your guy. And, and um, yeah, not like yeah. I mean, this is just Cam Champ. If he plays well, it's going to be like the biggest meme for like people that like don't, like that like no golf. Like if Cam Champ plays well again, like it will just be absolutely hilarious, and he's just going to be like the biggest um, course horse. But I think that kind of the covers. The board, I think that you will win money this week if you listened to this pod in some way, shape, or form. Um, I think you're more informed than um, you would be. What like What is your prediction for the weather, when they finish this tournament, and what the winning score will be before we head out? Okay. I think, like, if you, like, I know it's such a fool's errand, but if you force me to predict the weather, I would say that they get it in on Friday and we're kind of semi on schedule heading into Saturday. Um, and then Saturday gets a lot of wiped out. And because of the importance of CBS getting their television coverage window, they do finish this tournament on Sunday Um and I think it ends up being wet enough that uh, you get like a softer golf course when it starts to, you know, the sun comes out a little bit on Wednesday or, or on, on Sunday. So I don't think it's going to be like insanely hard. I think the only case where it's insanely hard is if they're playing through a ton of rain. So I will say I'll stick with it because I don't want to waver. I will say that, Rom wins the Masters at 12 under par and it does under. get yeah Rom wins the Masters at 12 under par um after a 36 hole finish on Sunday. I the yeah the way I'm looking at it I I, I agree. You think Monday? No, I don't I I I don't know if I like Sunday's fine. Like there's no issues on Sunday and there's no issues on Thursday and Friday. So they should be able to get it in. They're going to have fucking 50 guys out there. Like, it's not like they have, like, this is the easiest tournament to like get in. Um, I don't know what the masters has done in like a a scenario like that um, before, but I just don't know if there's no lightning. I think it's Saturday is just going to be absolutely God awful. And they're just maybe get some holes in. Um, I think that it will be higher scoring. Like, I think it's going to be like a minus like seven, eight okay. winner. Um, yeah. With, with um, Willie Z winning. He's not going to win, but you know, whatever. I, that's fine. But yeah, I think, I think it will be a little bit higher scoring. Why? Just, just kind of a vibe. Just kind of like just a vibe. It's, just, it's a longer golf course. Um, You know, the changes to 13, uh, it, you know, there is the chance that there will be sometimes during the tournament where guys are playing through rain. I could absolutely see that. Um, I just hope they get it in on Sunday. <laughs> I really do. Like, to be honest with you, it's an elevated event next week at the heritage, like yeah, where bad. I can't just like 
take the week off or like mail it in, you know, like yeah. everybody's showing up to the heritage. So I really hope that it's not a Monday finish and we get this thing in my friend. Um, before I let you go, I'm like very quickly, I'm like genuinely curious. We might as well do it on the pod. Like what actually do you think that they should roll the ball back? Do you think that yeah. Rose should play a different ball than regular? Like you're in on it. 100%. Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, first of all, you know that the way that I am going to look at this is save the iconic golf courses, right? And I just find it frustrating that Positiempo and Marion are having to put tees back on roads for, you know, I mean, forget some of these places like Fisher's Island, National Golf Links, yeah. Chicago Golf Club. Like there's just not even a chance that they can host a professional golf tournament. And they're the most iconic venues that exist in the world. They're the most impressive pieces of art when it comes to golf that the world has, in my opinion. And they don't even have a chance to hold majors and people are like oh you know like it's whatever like it's 40 golf courses it's like yo those 40 golf courses make up like part of what makes golf such a big business like you know there's a fucking problem when augusta national is having to purchase land from different country clubs to build new tees that are like in the fucking woods Right. So you can't say that this isn't a problem. Ask any player that plays the Masters or any PGA Tour course, and they will tell you, like, yo, I don't hit that many long irons anymore. Yeah. Guess what? The skill in golf is being able to hit a long iron and hitting different clubs in your bags. Go back and watch the final round of the 1978 Masters or the 1984 Masters or the 1991 Masters. You will be so shocked with the skill involved and the amount of long iron play that you will see from these players, do it at any tournament ever, and then go watch a PGA tour event and see how many times it's driver wedge. I know that this is niche. I know that like, I'm the only person there's a very niche group of people that really sit down, watch a golf tournament and are like, yo, this golf hole would be better if he was hitting a four iron on it than a nine iron. But like, Sorry, like that is that is how the game was intended to be played. So does golf as a sport get better if they roll the ball back at the professional level? Does it get more interesting? Does it get more skillful? Yes, it does. The answer is unequivocally yes. And if you don't understand that, then I don't know how better I can explain it to you. But I also understand that like 99% of people should not care about this, but I do get paid to talk about these things and to talk about golf. So yes, that is my opinion on the matter. Well, I, I wanted to get it um, on the pod. Um, I, I know we hadn't you know, chatted about it. Um, in the past. That's probably the take that you expected me to have. Yeah, I no, guess, I, right? I yeah. yeah, I agree. Like the only people that don't want it are like ball manufacturers and like all right. the like Cantley, like like Tyler's pays him a lot of money. And what he said, um, like was basically that what I, I he he talked about it in the interview. I'm, I'm not gonna yeah. go into his take, but like ball manufacturers are like fuck. Like we're gonna have to spend millions of dollars to create this ball that has no ROI. Like there's no, they're not going to have, that was Cantley was talking about. He's like, cause there's no business in that. Like they're going to have to spend all this money. And it's like, we're just using these balls for like the top 
um, level talent. But I think the argument that like playing the same equipment is bullshit. It is it, like, I just not like, it's just not yeah. the same um, equipment. And I, I agree with you because I play golf. A lot of people listen to this podcast, play golf. If you get onto your iron shot and you're 200 yards out and you have to hit your five iron or four iron, you're like, fuck, this sucks. Like, I don't want to do this. Uh, but if you have your nine iron and you're like, this rocks. The yeah. best players in the world, like we want to see the best players in the world have to be like, fuck, I don't want to hit this 200 yes. yard shot. Like yes. that is enjoyable yes. um, versus just like seeing a bunch of birdies. So I'm with you. I don't know what will happen, um, but uh, we shall see. But I know like it was awkward between Solly and Cantley and that. Oh is, yeah. Like, oh I, yeah. Like, and like, I've been so there forced. on a podcast before too, where it's like, Oh no, this is like not the vibe that I was it, expecting. Like, it, was the, uh, it was the opposite of a conversation. Like yeah. it was truly just like a Q and a, like it was genuinely just like Sally, just like reading questions. And like, can be like, Hmm, I'm not sure. And I listened to Cantley's interview at the masters. Have you been doing that? Yeah. I listened to tiger's full okay. one this morning, yeah. but like, that's about it. Okay. Listen to Cantley's. If you, if you have time, every question is like, Hmm, I'm not sure. Like, yeah, but regardless, um, Andy, an absolute pleasure. Everyone go check out inside golf podcast, my favorite golf podcast. Everyone go sub to Rick run good. Um, everyone follow Andy on Twitter. Um, and everyone have a, have a wonderful night. It was a pleasure having you on Andy. Absolutely. Buddy. Anytime we will do it again soon, my friend. Okay. Have a good night. <laughs> everyone.